Praise the Lord. Welcome to God's Place Party for Jesus Ministry. It's an honor to be here today in the presence of God and my beautiful wife, Shannon. And, you know, we're here to serve. We're here to uh, share the Word of God. And, and you know, it's, uh, to, the topic today is, is going to be about deceived, deception, you know. And, and myself, I, I, you know, I was raised up as, as in a Baptist church. And, uh, I, you know, I was, you know, praise the Lord the first time somebody had led me to the altar and, and uh, asked me if I want to go and got down and said, repeat these words after me. And, and you know, of course, you ask God to come to your heart and save you. And, and then they tell you, okay, you're saved. You believe in Jesus. Well, you know, later on in life, uh, I end up, uh, uh, you know, going in the world. And, well, I never actually left the world. Because, see, the Bible says in John 44 that you must be drawn by the Spirit in order to come to the Father. So you can't just really take somebody by the hand and, get them saved. They must be drawn by the Spirit. You know, God has got to draw these folks. And that's the reason today that we have so many people that thinks they're saved. And that's the reason today that the Bible speaks about in the last days, there'll be a great falling away. And, and that's what we see today. You see people that, you know, don't want to go to church anymore. And the reason they don't want to go to church, what you hear, number one thing that you hear is because of all the hypocrites. And, and it's, it's a shame, but it's true. And um, people's been hurt in church. There's so much uh, bad things happening in churches, and churches are changing. And you know, there's a lot of churches that God's not, He's not in uh, a lot of churches today. Uh, uh, there's one, some churches that has gay night, and, and they condone the, the fact that I know there's a lesbian church. And look, I'm not here to condemn anybody. You know, Jesus, sin is sin. And the sins that I committed was no, uh, all sin is equal. And, uh, you know, we, it, but Jesus, he come to die for our sins. He come to save us from our sins. He come to seek and to save those who are lost. But the world has gotten so far away from the Word of God. And, and you know, it's just amazing. Uh, uh, churches today, it's, it's a lot of churches don't have altar calls. Uh, most churches don't preach about repentance. They don't preach about, uh, you know, about hell and, and commandments. And that's amazing. Sorry. Don't preach about salvations. Uh, Sabbath. A lot of churches about the Sabbath. Uh, uh, praise God, that's a, that's a good uh, topic. Uh, uh, and, and it's sad. I mean, a lot of churches has become country clubs. I mean, you go in and, and there's entertainment. And uh, some churches are operated just by satellite. A guy told me uh, the day before yesterday that he goes in and watches a preacher on satellite. Well, you know, but listen, we have got to get down to the fundamentals of what God has called us to do. You know, it amazes me. You think about, you know, the book of the New Testament, how Jesus, how he preached. And, you know, Jesus preached hard, and he preached about hell more than he did heaven. And let me explain. The reason he did is because he loves people. Amen. And he wanted people to know the truth. If you truly love somebody, if you seen them that was about to, a brother that was about to drive over a cliff, then you would warn that brother. And that's what God wants to do today. He wants to warn people. Uh, that, you know, his ways and, you know, his ways is not our ways. And that's the problem that people has changed, you know, the word of God and the rules of God in trying to live their own ways. The Bible says in the book of Romans in chapter 10, verse 2, being ignorant of God's righteousness, the people go about to establish their own righteousness because they've never submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. You know, we waver in what, what you know, that, that we should do and, uh, you know, you, you mentioned again the Sabbath. The Sabbath is one of the, the huge things that people's not keeping anymore. Uh, 
the, the, the Lord spoke to me one morning about 3 o'clock and, uh, and told me, go warn everybody I could about the true Sabbath day. You know, when Jesus took Moses up on the mountain, he wrote the Ten Commandments and he, and he put them in stone. He wrote them with his own finger. And that was just to, to say that these, these commandments are supposed to, uh, they, they're supposed to be kept. And uh, so, you know, he, you know, in 8 out of 10, it says, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not covenant, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not, you know, uh, uh, praise God, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But number 4 says, Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And the only 1 out of 10 says, Remember and the reason that God, the, 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 the reason he wrote remembering that one, because he knew men would change it. Um, most people know back in, the, uh, praise God, in, in, in years ago, people honored the true Sabbath. What is a true Sabbath? Well, it's actually on Saturday. It starts from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. Some of you folks out there thinking, well, they're Seventh-day evangelist people. No, I'm not. I, you know, I've never been to a Seventh-day evangelist church in my whole life. I'm a God lover and a Jesus follower. I believe that the fact that we separate ourselves from denominations, I believe that's totally against God. The Bible says, He that is in Christ is in one spirit. Let there be no division among you. And, I, you know, I've got some scriptures written down here that the Lord has gave me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither a fornicator, idolater, adulteress, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revealers, uh, extortions, uh, shall inherit the kingdom of God. He says, be not deceived. Amen. I, I did a roof estimate on the church uh, yesterday, and, and it was a Baptist preacher that, you know, he says, I believe once saved, I was saved. And, and but, you know, it, it's, uh, and it's sad because, you know, God set the perfect example in Noah's day. There was only eight people that made it. Eight people uh, uh, that, that got on that ark. Of, there was a population of 10 trillion people upon earth back in Noah's day. Today, there's 7.4 billion. It's not populated like it was. It's, there's fewer people now. And back then, there was only eight people. And so, you know, it don't even make sense that we can ask God to come in our heart and save us from sin. And the Bible says in, in Romans 6, uh, 1, he said, now, now grace be abound, should we continue to sin? God forbid. God says, be not deceived. In Titus 3, 3, he said, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish and disobedient, deceived, serving diver, lust, and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. Deuteronomy eleven sixteen. take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. God is telling us, be not deceived. And he said in Luke 21, 8, he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. Many shall come in my name, saying that I am Christ, and uh, the time draweth near. Go not therefore after them. He says, go not after them. You know, in Titus chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, he said, Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, there is nothing pure. But even their minds is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in their works they deny Him. Amen. He says, being a, a, a disobedient. Amen. Amen. James one twenty two. Be ye doers of the word, and not just hearers only. Uh, praise God. In 2 Corinthians 11.14, he says, For Satan himself is transformed in angel, as an angel of light. 
You know, the, the Bible says in the book of Thessalonians in chapter 2, verse 10, he said, With all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them a strong delusion, and they should believe a lie. And they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. That sums it up right there. The Bible said that God will send a strong delusion, not the devil. And the reason that he will send a strong delusion, because they've never come to the love of the truth. And the truth of it is, when we ask God to save us, you know, when we're truly John 3, 3, said, Verily I say unto you that you must be born again, then that means that our life don't belong to us anymore. It belongs to God. And that's what we need to teach people as they come to the altar. And if they're drawn by the Spirit, I, I never try to drag somebody to the altar unless the Lord will lead me and I see the Spirit of God, I speak, see the conviction, and then I'll speak to them and ask them. You know, just because somebody wants them to get saved, I'm not going to drag somebody up there. You can't do it. You can't be saved because mama wants you to get saved or boyfriend or girlfriend or kids or husband or wife. You've got to be drawn by the Spirit. And then once they're drawn and they ask God to come in their heart and, you know, they believe in their heart and they confess their sins, ask God to save them, then we have got to teach these people that now their life no longer belongs to them. They're bought with a price. And the Bible says you're bought with a price. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 20, he says, be, he says, you're bought with a price. Glorify me in your body, in your spirit. And, you know, that's strong because a lot of Christians... You don't see too many Christians that's really glorifying God in their spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, most, uh, a lot of Christians, uh, praise the Lord, they so-called Christians, they walk around with a frown on their face. Some of them's hateful. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, you know what, you know, this is at Knoxville, Tennessee. It's supposed to be the Bible Belt. And I've heard it before. Somebody said, well, it's been unbuckled. Mm -hmm. And so it's time for people, real men and women of God, to, to stand up and set the example on the fruits of the love of God, the fruits of God, the joy, the love, the happiness, and the peace. And the biggest reason that a lot of people have been deceived is because of false prophets. You know, the Bible says, you know, uh, the book of Luke chapter 12, verse 24, uh, he says, maybe it's 13, 24, he said, strive to enter in. He said, many will seek and will not be able because of the iniquities, the sins in their lives. You know, he tells you in, in the book of 2 Peter in chapter 2, verse 1, he said, There were false prophets also among the people, even as they shall be false teachers among you, who shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying that the Lord that brought them out upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 he said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, and rewardingly they are raving wolves. Amen. He says in, in uh, Matthew 24, 24, For there shall be arise false Christ, false prophets, and show uh, great signs and wonders, and so much that you, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Amen. So God warns us about these false prophets and, and these people that tell you that you can get saved and you're okay, that you can live any way you want to. Because let me tell you something, if you're truly saved, see, that means that you don't live a sinful life no more. The Bible says, hey, uh, in 1 John 3, 8, that sin is of the devil. 
The purpose that the Son of God was manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. You know, right here in Malachi chapter 2, verse 17, He says, You have wearied the Lord with your ways, with your words. Yet you say, Everyone that does evil is good in the sight of, uh, in sight of the Lord. And He delighteth in them. He says, Where is the God of judgment? Amen. And so, you know, I heard it the other day. That Christ, that God don't see our sins because of the blood of Christ. Well, that's not true. God does see our sins. And you know what? He watched His Son die on that cross. He watched Him be tormented uh, up on that cross that we can receive the Spirit of God, that we don't have to live a sinful life no more. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. But I don't live a sinful life. I don't sin every day and wake up and say, okay, uh, uh, well, the Lord will forgive me, the Lord will forgive me. You know, repent means turn to God. Turn away from your sins, amen, and don't go back to it. Uh, yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, it's, it's the sins that we know about. In Hebrews 10, 26, he said, If you willingly sin after having the knowledge of the truth, he said, there's no more sacrifice for sin. You know, God gave the ultimate sacrifice, and that was Jesus Christ. He said, back in Moses' day, he said, they'd stone you to death under two or three witnesses, amen. How much sore punishment who those who trotted under the foot of the Son of God and coming against the covenant of the blood. Amen. There's no more sacrifice. So once we give our life to Christ, there's a spirit that we receive. The Bible says that He was manifested to take away our sin. He was manifested to deliver us from sin. 2 Peter 2, 9, that God knows how to deliver the godly from temptation and reserve the unjust to the day of judgment be punished. And so once we receive Christ, we have power over sin. The Bible says in Romans 6, 14, that sin has no more dominion over you. And I'm a witness here today. I've been serving the Lord for 14 years. For 14 years, I hadn't been on drugs. I hadn't been drunk, uh, well, in the spirit, but not, not by wine or alcohol. Amen. Uh, you know, praise the Lord. I hadn't, uh, I mean, I don't live a sinful life. I do make mistakes. Sometimes that I've been, uh, praise the Lord, I've went 70 and 55. And, uh, but when the Holy Spirit lets me know about it, then praise the Lord, I'll repent and slow down. And uh, there's been a time that I hadn't, and I punished the chastise. I got punished for chastising quickly. Amen. But listen, guys, we have got to set the example. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, that Christ suffered and He died. To leave His example, that we should follow His, his steps, a man with no sin or God in His mouth. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. 1 John 4, 4, Greater He is in me as He is in the world. Well, 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says that if we'll abide in Him, He will abide in us and we'll walk as He walks. But see, the sin is what's keeping God from abiding in a lot of people. Acts 5, 32, the Lord said He will give His Spirit to those who obey Him. So again, when people come to the altar, if they don't give up their whole life, the Bible said, He that finds His life will lose it. But he that loses his life will find it. And so in order to find life, and what is life? Jesus is life. Amen. He's the way, the true, and the life. And no man will come to Father but by Him. In order to receive Jesus Christ uh, completely, fully, the manifestation, we have got to die to ourselves. Paul said that he died daily. He died to his flesh. He said in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 16, he said, In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Our righteousness filthy as rags. Amen. But we've got to submit ourselves to the righteousness of God. Romans 10, 2, he said, Being ignorant of God's righteousness, we go about to establish our own righteousness. And, there, and because we've never submitted ourselves to the righteousness of the Lord. And that's what we've got to do. 
Our ways is not God's ways. His ways is higher than our ways because heaven is above earth. And God, you know, there's so much more that is required from us that God's called us to do. Amen. The Bible says, I said it in the last segment, the Bible says that many, he said, will have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And so, you know, me, this year, it's a new year, praise God. I'm, I'm looking for the manifestation that, that I've never seen before. I'm looking for the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I look at Peter, that he had so much power of God upon him that he walked by and his shadow would heal the people in the streets. Amen. And so Jesus said, He that believed in me and the works I do, said they should do greater works because he'll go to the Father. You got something you want to add to that real quick? Yeah, we, you know, the Bible tells us to be not ignorant of Satan's devices. And we, we've got to recognize that there is a devil and that Satan is, he comes in the spirit of deception, the spirit of lies, the spirit of wonders, um, the spirit of religion, the spirit of confusion, and that's what he wants to do. You know, and the Bible tells us that when the word of God, it's planted on good ground, that it would bring forth much fruit. You know, but a lot of times that word is, is sowed on in your heart and it's not took root and, you know, Satan, he comes to snatch the seed. And that's what he's doing. He's seeking and, and he's devouring. You know, he, he's like a roaring lion. He's seeking who he may devour. And that's what he's trying to do. And he's causing all these spirits and all these, these demons to, to come and, and, and plant these seeds, these bad seeds of the evil one. Because, you know, he's, Satan is, is the father of lies. And that's what he wants to do. That's part of his deception in deceiving others. And, you know, also the Bible tells us that Matthew 5, 8, only the pure in heart will see God. So no matter what preacher or what prophet tells you that, you know, grace, we're saved by grace, yes, and through faith, but any pastor or preacher that tells you that because of grace you can continue in sin, like you said, God forbid. God's grace doesn't give us the right to sin. God's grace gives us strength not to sin. Amen. You know, that's what His grace is for. The Bible tells us that the grace of God has appeared to all men and to salvation, teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And that's what the grace of God is. I mean, if, if you continue in sin, there's, the Bible says that, you know, he that sows to the Spirit will reap everlasting life, but he mm. that sows to the flesh will reap corruption. And that's what you, you reap. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So that's, that's the deception. God has called you to be holy. God has called me to be holy. But, you know, we, we've got to grow into that, and only His Spirit can sanctify us. And that's what the Bible tells us. You know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And He says that His Word, it washes us. Amen. You know, it, it cleanses us. The Bible says, sanctify them with the truth, for the Word is the truth. And that's how we get sanctified. And also, you know, that spirit of Jesus, it, it, the Bible says that Jesus is the way and the life and the truth. And no man can come to the Father but by Him. Well, also that spirit's going to guide you in all truth is what He tells you. He will lead you in the spirit of truth and not the spirit of error. Not that you're not going to make any mistakes, that you're not going to fall short because all have sinned and come short the glory of God. But, you know, He's also given you scripture saying that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. 
in Philippians 4.13. And that's the mindset we're supposed to, to be in. And, you know, the Bible tells us that there's many false prophets. And in Matthew 24, 20, or 24, 5, he tells us that many will come in my name and deceive many. You know, for broad is the way that leads to destruction. Because, you know, that, that's all the, you know, all these denominations and churches that they're going on that broad way and they're accommodating sin and they're allowing the things of God, you know, to, to be turned, the evil to say that it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, we, we've got to pray about our leaders as our president, you know, and, and vote against the ones that is coming against, you know, God's commandments like thou shall not murder, that is pro-choice, you know, candidate that is okay for abortions and even up to, you know, nine months of pregnancy, you know, or, you know, all these things that we could be kind of like, you know, accessory to. You know, Amen. that if we can if we can be a change, if we can be one vote away, we need to stand up as Christians. Amen. God doesn't want us to bow down to Satan and allow, you know, this 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 world to be to be ruled by by the devil, you mm. know. And because um, he is he's the prince of this world. But Jesus, you know, he, he can change all that. That's what we've got to, we've got to pray for our leadership and our presidents and, and, and the false prophets as well, you know. Mm. And you know, if you got the word in your heart and you've got a relationship with God. His Spirit's going to guide you in all truth, but also that Word is a lamp. You know, it's a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. And, you know, it's, you're going to see where you're walking, and, and God's going to lead you in the right direction. Amen. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know the devil, he, he is powerful. and he's, I mean, I, I don't want to give him any glory, but it's true. You know, uh, the Bible sets an example when Pharaoh came, when Moses came to Pharaoh and he throwed his rod down, it turned into a snake. Well, Moses said, that's nothing. He said, I've got some witches here. And they throwed three rods down, and, and all three of them became snakes. Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing about it is, God's rod, the, the, the rod that God had made, had ate up the three of the snakes of the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been in a service before and watched a preacher, uh, a false prophet. I watched him uh, pre- do a miracle. I mean, I watched him, you know, touch people, and their pain would leave their back. But at the same time, in the message, he was deceiving people by telling people that because of the covenant that we can live any way we want to, that we're okay. And so it's so important that you know the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's not just a word. It's a, it's a living word. It's, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. Now, see, if I hadn't known the Word of God, I would have been deceived because I would have listened to that man. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 5, Put your faith in not the wisdom of man, but the power of God. I would have said, well, he's of God because he did this miracle. I've seen this miracle. But see, the devil does miracles too. And that's what he does. He does miracles to deceive people. And, you know, hey, the devil can raise somebody from the dead. There's nothing he can't do. You know, he has a lot of power, and he's the prince of this world. Amen. He's a liar, and he's the father of it. And that's his main agenda is to destroy you. John 10, 10, he come to kill, steal, and destroy. In Psalms 25, 14, God will reveal his secrets to those who fear him. Now, again, you know, he takes the foolish things of the world, confound the wise. When God called me to preach, I couldn't even read. I never read a book in my life. But I was so hungry, and the Bible said, Bless thee that hungers and thirst for my righteousness, they shall be filled. And so God started revealing all this stuff to me. 
that, that don't line up with the way that the, the world is acting today and what the world is teaching today. And but Romans 3, 4 said, let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. He said, if the gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost. Amen. He says you'll and know the tree by its fruit. You'll right? know the tree by bears. the fruit Amen. that it bears. A good tree can't bear good fruit, uh, a bad fruit. A bad tree can't bear good fruit. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, and people, I've heard pastors and leaders say, if you watch me, you'll see me mess up. You'll see me sin. Well, see, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to walk with God. You know, I tell you, if you watch me, praise the Lord. And I may have, before I gave my life to Christ, I may have done you wrong. I did a lot of people wrong. And if you're out there today and you hear me, I, I repent. I'm sorry. I apologize if I ever done anything to you wrong. But since I've gave my life to Christ, I tell you on my truck, please, if you see me sin, pray for me, call me. Not because I think I'm better than anybody, because I want to know if I'm doing something against You're being God. deceived anyway. If I'm being deceived, Amen. please help me. You know, I've had people call me, you're speeding. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God had you to call me. Because I don't want to do anything. Why? Because Jesus suffered too much. He suffered too much for the, the, the church world to live like the world. Amen. It's, there's got to be a separation. You know, God's going to come back and He's going to separate the sheep from the goat. Amen. And the biggest thing, one of the biggest things is, is taking care of God's people. Amen. He said, what you've done to the least of thee is what you've done to me. He said, bless he that considers the poor. They'll be delivered in a time of trouble. And he said, their days will be delimping. Amen. He said, but if you stop your ears to the poor, he said, you'll also cry and God will not hear, God will, will not hear you. Amen. And so that's what God's place is all about, feeding the poor, the homeless, We've got housing that God uses to bring people in if they truly want to. They're not halfway houses. That's what's wrong with this world today. We call her hallway houses. Amen. Everybody, that's what's wrong with the world today. Everybody wants to halfway do it. Amen. We need to change the halfway houses into hallway houses. Amen. And teach them how to disciple these folks. Once they get saved, then praise God, if we leave them out in the wilderness, they can't fight off these spirits by themselves. They need help. And listen, if you're out there today and you're, you really love the Lord and, and you know God has called you to teach, or to, to minister, then praise, we need help. The Bible said the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. We don't need help, but God needs help. I ask you to pray for this ministry. God knows all the needs. There's, there's financial, there's most of our leadership, amen, looking for people that truly love God. The number's on the screen. If you, if you need prayer, please call us, amen. Join us at God's Place Church, amen. If you need a ride, if you're local, we'll be happy to come and get you. God bless you. It's been a blessing to be here today uh, sharing the Word of God with uh, my wife. And just uh, remember, no matter what you've done, the Lord loves you. Amen. He loves you right where you're at. It's a God-paid love. It's an unconditional love. And that's He loves you. And because He loves you, we love you. Please come and see us. Call the number on the screen if you need prayer. Praise God. We'll get back to you soon. God bless you. See you next week. Have a good night. Remember, the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3, that you must be born again. And being born again means that you ask God to come in your heart and save you from your sins. The Bible said if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And now it, it means your life don't belong to you no more. It belongs to Him. And you, the Bible says trust God with your whole heart, not to lean on your own understanding. 
acknowledge Him in all ways, and He shall lead and guide your paths. Now it's time to get a relationship with God by reading and praying, seeking God with your whole heart each and every day of your life. The Bible says the number one and greatest commandment is to love God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. If we could help you, the number's on the screen. Feel free to call us. Have a good day. We want to thank you for uh, watching the show. We, and we, we pray that it blessed you. And, you know, if we'd love to, if you want to uh, contact us at 865-684-8393. We have a website, www.godsplacechurch.com. And also we have live uh, Facebook on there. But if you need prayer or anything, is, is there anything we can do for you, please give us a call. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in.